0: You're listening to Weekend Joe, driven by Munganat St. Louis Acura, here on clavesonline.com The fun and games start
1: after this. St. Louis Acura has an unbeatable selection of new cars arriving daily, like the all-new 2023 Acura Integra. We also have a great selection of over 200 pre-owned and factory precision courtesy vehicles with finance rates as low as 1.9% for 36 months with approved credit and we've added saturday service hours to our newly renovated service facility don't forget we'll buy your vehicle here at our dealership or from the convenience of your home st louis acura better than ever for you
2: the weekend just got more entertaining it's weekend joe On Klabe's Online, driven by Munganast, St. Louis Acura. Hear from some of the big names in St. Louis and national sports every weekend. And now, here's Joe Roderick and me. I'm Andy Hanselman.
0: Hey, welcome on in, it's another edition of Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, Munganass Alton Toyota, here on KlebsOnline.com. I'm Joe Roderick, joined alongside by Andy Hanselman.
2: Andy, hello. Joseph, uh, hello. How are you this evening?
0: I'm doing fine, Andy. Um, You know, nice, uh, easy week so far. Uh, Hudson started school Yet again, uh, been loving everybody's back to school pictures. Um, saw your doppelganger. Um, a, a friend of mine, Andy, that I I I don't think there is any uh any crossover in in the your life with his or I guess more importantly, uh, his baby mama's life. Um, that I'm aware of. But I, I sent you a picture earlier this week. Uh, did did you happen to show your wife, or did you not want any kind of questions
2: to be raised? I did not show my wife uh, simply because I just I just forgot to show her. I, I, I'm really, really <laughs> raised about children, uh, yeah, he, that, that kid does have a, a, an uncanny resemblance to me.
0: Uh, more than the uh, more than the uh, the car shield uh, announcer guy that uh, was in the Ric Flair commercial. God. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 in fact, I, I can't remember. I think I sent that picture. I believe I sent that picture to Ben Boyd. Yes. He, did not, he did not respond to that picture. I, I meant to send it to our friend Matt Grover. And, and I'm going to do that right now while we are recording. And and just send him the picture and tell him that I think you have a child. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what did, did you send to our friend John Marisek?
0: I did not. I need to send it to him, too. I, I need, yeah. I, I will do that right now. All right. Yeah. So you, you tell me who else I need to send pictures of this to. Oh, and I will do that.
2: I don't know. I'm sure there's a, I'm sure there's, there's a few, a few more people that would, that might appreciate that.
0: Yeah. You, yeah. Maybe I'll send it over to our friend Kevin Miller as well. And, uh, the oh the, the, uh, yeah yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. so anyway <laughs> but yeah that is uh yeah but year six now um I, people I think are catching on year six I have taken the exact same picture uh with Hudson uh year after year
2: yeah I didn't know that you have had the long hair in the
0: uh in the goatee for so long the um the yeah I mean it uh so the hair the flow was back there when the pandemic started and then the pandemic allowed me to grow the beard because I was either stuck at home or wearing a mask everywhere. Right. <clears throat> the impressive thing about the, uh, the, the one in August of 2020 was that that was from March till August where I did not take a razor to anything. I did not trim it, did not... Touch it up. Did not do a thing to it. I just let that some bitch grow for four straight months without any kind of maintenance at all, and that's how why it looked as disgusting as it did.
2: <laughs> I didn't zoom in. I just noticed mm-hmm. that that you had all of it going on. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I noticed but... you, had the, you had the exact same picture with Hudson. I, I do. Uh, I do, I enjoy that picture. <laughs> I love seeing everybody's pictures. Everybody yeah. they have some really really cute kids, and I, I made a comment like that on. uh on Facebook one time, I, I, I posted and I said, Hey, I said, even though I don't have my own kids, <laughs> say I'm posting your kids. You got you get you everybody has a bunch of cute kids. And uh, I think it maybe been our friend Pat Emig who goes, Well, that was creepy. <laughs> God <laughs> I'm like, uh, I wasn't to trying to be a creep, I was just thinking the kids are cute.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. That yeah, that you know, people okay. people will take it. People will take it. That I'll just say this. I mean, I will sit there and that is that the first day of school. Like I, when it's my birthday, I will reply to everybody and I will say, you know, thank you. Comment back to anybody that writes anything. You post a yes. picture of your kid going back to school. Damn it. I am going to like the hell out of that picture. Just uh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's Hudson, amazing. Hudson, you know, as, as we were taking the picture on Wednesday, he was like, he goes, man, he goes, I can't believe he goes, so we're going to do this all the way through eighth grade. And I go, bud, we're doing this all the way through high school.
2: We're gonna do it in college, dude. <laughs>
0: right. I will I will pick your ass up your first day of college.
2: <laughs> uh it's, it's amazing. Like anytime I don't post a lot of stuff on uh, on the book face or really on any social media. I comment mm-hmm. a lot, I like stuff, but mostly I, just, I post pictures, right? The only way I post a picture is like something of, like me and my family, or me and my dad, or me and my grandpa, or me and my brother, or whatever. And they get so many likes. People really enjoy seeing that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You yeah, know the wholesome stuff. Yeah, and I definitely don't do anything for the likes. Um, it's all you know. It's just because I just want to share a picture. I just think it's nice and want to share a picture. Uh, never ever do anything for likes. Um, and so it, it's but it's always nice to get to get that kind of response. Even I, my mom's birthday was Tuesday. Happy birthday, mom. She uh, never listens, so she won't hear this. But uh, you know, I, I got I got a hundred likes on that. A bunch of comments saying "Happy birthday to my mom."
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, you you post something like yeah the, about the parents. Something like uh, you know, next uh, next weekend I'm going to um, going up to Logan, Utah, with my dad, and uh, I'll take you know I'll take a picture with uh, with Jimbo and the uh, yeah. at, at the Utah State game and, and throw it up there. So. For sure. I need to go. So what I need to do is get up there and get to, I don't know, like a Walmart or a Piggly Wiggly or whatever their grocery store is called out there in Logan, Utah, and see what kind of, uh, I need to take a look at what kind of um, apparel they have. I believe the first game of the season, I think they're doing a whiteout, Andy. Um, So I I need to get myself some white Utah State Aggies gear uh, to wear to uh, to the football game.
2: At the Piggly Wiggly.
0: I don't, I mean, that it's you. I mean, it seems like it's a place that that it seems like a place that would have a Piggly Wiggly.
2: I think Piggly Wiggly is in the
0: South. <laughs> I, I know they have a Piggly Wiggly in uh, Nashville because I, I stayed next to yeah. one. That's that's the South. Oh, <laughs> well, the, here we go. Salt Lake City grocery stores. Grocery yes. store. There we go. So they have, um, it looks like the if you just type that in, uh, they got a Harmons, Harmons. Well, okay. A Whole
2: Foods. Okay, that's um, yeah. That's, they're not gonna have anything there. Jeff Bezos will not carry that. Um, Smiths. Okay, Man, not a whole lot of
0: uh, options. It looks like here,
2: well, yeah, just like St. Louis, where they have the last
0: names. Yeah, to the Harmons,
2: yeah. It looks like the Harmons and the no. Smiths. That's a, those are the two. Deerbergs. Yeah, Schnucks Deerbergs. Mm-hmm. You know, we're getting that Meyer here in Edwardsville. The M-E-I-J-E-R, the miser Meyer. I, I, um,
0: that is a, I think Ruler Foods is a uh, is a branch off of the Meijer. It's like they're <clears throat> like they have the Meijer and then the the Ruler Foods is like their Aldi uh brand stuff. Ruler
2: Foods is Kroger.
0: Kroger, you're right. Yep, you're right. That's that's what I that's what I was thinking of with Kroger, that. You're oh, you're one hundred percent right on that. My mistake.
2: E B. Kroger owns a lot of stuff. There's another grocery store in the South called Harris Teeter. Harris Teeter. The best grocery store I've ever been in my life. Really? Why is that? Just awesome presentation. Great deli. Great seafood. Great meat counter. And Joe, when you get to the checkout counter, you push your basket to the cashier They take it out of the basket, they scan it, they bag it, and then they give it back to you. You don't touch it again.
0: Wow, where's it? How's it compare
2: to a Publix? Uh, About as nice as a Publix. Okay. Yep, I'm a big Publix guy too. But there's is just one above the Publix yeah i
0: have uh I've been looking at some more uh at some upcoming trips work stuff you know we talked last week about the uh, the Super Bowl um, yes. planning stuff for that in Arizona and I believe either next week's show um, we might start with college picks but in two weeks uh definitely we'll be starting the NFL picks for that um man I but <clears throat> i I am also looking at going to Pittsburgh the first week of October.
2: Yes, to possibly see Albert hit 700. You know, I was going to bring this up with you because we talked about this last week. Yeah, he was at 685 on last Thursday when we recorded this, and I said, "Joe, that is is insane that he was at 685,
0: and now he's you know five home runs in a week."
2: And I said, "Joe, do you think he's going to get to 700?" You're like, "Nah, I don't really think so." And uh, I I figure as long as he's playing he's i think he's gonna he's gonna do it, and i think they're they're gonna keep they're they're gonna keep playing him but, i uh i texted rammer
0: i texted rammer this afternoon uh because we we did a post game show today of our uh of our thing of uh daily cards live and i texted him this afternoon and i said it's not a matter of if
2: it's when i mean i at this point i think so too yeah I, I mean he's a, for for a he he's a key part of their lineup yeah i mean that's i mean he is producing big how many r b i does he have this year so far forty fifty it's not it's not
0: fifty it's uh i mean he is i mean he's gotten at least ten this
2: past uh <clears throat> this that's past like, week that's why I said fifty because i think he's he had He had 35 or 40 last week, I think.
0: On the year, he's at
2: 30. Oh, okay. A little off. Yeah. I guess just a lot of solo home runs. It was. I mean, it it really, yeah. What did he start the season with? 679? Is that where he was? Well, he's got
0: 10 right now, so... Or 11, he's got 11 right now, so and that's by the way, 30. That's not including today's game, so he is at 35. Okay, so he, yeah, he would have been at 679 to start the year, so it's like, okay, he needs 21 home runs. <clears throat> and I mean, it all depends on the lefties that he's going to face as the year goes on, but he hits so well in Pittsburgh that you just kind of look at it and you just, you know, I, I, so I made the prediction today with Rammer. <clears throat> We that we were going to get one more special, memorable Albert Pujols game. That there is going to be one more thing that he does this year. Like this, not not just like oh, he hit a home run, cool. Like there's going to be one more thing that he is going to do it, and people like me who have a nine-year-old son who never before this year knew Albert pools played for the Cardinals. I can look at him and say that was, you know, that was a weekly occurrence for 10 years of my life. And you could just, oh, yeah. you know, I mean, that's kind of like we we've seen the glimpses of it. Like you've seen the stuff and you're just like, God, like, you know what? Like in 2004, That at at, you know, three
2: times a week, he would do that (laughs) exactly. (laughs) And here it is 18 years later. (laughs) It's like people who never saw Tiger Woods play golf between
3: 1998
2: and 2004. Yeah, and then when he
0: goes and dominates a a major, like when he won the Masters a couple years ago, yes, and you just look back and you go, That's you know what, like. That's, that's what he did. Same kind of deal. Right. And so, because, I mean, it's, that's what makes it so special because he's still able to, like, Michael Phelps is not going to go to the Olympics in 2024. Right. And win the 200 butterfly. No, he's not. He could start training today, probably would not do it. Probably wouldn't qualify for the Olympics. Oh, I don't know about that.
2: 2 years from probably. now. I don't know. I don't I don't know what kind of shape he's in. I mean, probably good. Andy, he is as old as me. Is he really? So he's yeah. 38, 37, seven, 37. Okay. He was born 3 months after me. So he he'd be 39 then in in 2024. Right. Because the Olympics happen around this time in in Mm -hmm. August, late August, early September. Right. So, by the way,
0: his kids have cool ass names. Cool last names? oh ass. ass Boomer, Maverick, and Beckett are his kids, the three kids' names.
2: (laughs) Maverick Phelps. Yep. Who's he married to? Mrs. Phelps? Uh, Nicole Johnson
0: is who he's married to. Who's she? Uh, she is a former Miss California. I'm shocked. Right? Shocked. Hey, Andy, he- you'll be Andy, you'll be shocked to to
2: to hear she is very attractive. I'm shocked. I know. But you know, I don't know how he made his money. He's he's playing for free in the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> The endorsements
0: that he, I mean, the, uh, let's see, Andy, his endorsements. Yep. His sponsors for just the Beijing
2: games. Okay. Beijing in in 2008, talking uh, 14 years ago. Louis Vuitton. Nice. Visa. Nice. Colgate. Ooh. Ooh, which is odd because he has terrible teeth. Does he? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't don't know.
0: Uh, Omega, okay, and Under Armour.
2: That's a nice lineup of sponsors, Joe. <laughs> those, those sponsors have money. <laughs> Let me get those on this podcast, right? Hey, Mister vatan do you want to do you want to sponsor my football picks? Yeah. Hey, speaking of sponsors, uh, who's on the show tonight? Well, Andy, I, I'm still looking. By the way, yeah, So that
0: was um, as I'm looking at all of these uh as all of these other sponsors I was trying to like, find a hole. I was trying to yeah. find a hole. Where yeah, his you? net his net worth was 80 is 80
2: million dollars.
0: Wow. I thought yeah. it would be more than that. I mean that's no you know, change. Like he's able he's a face that after, you know, uh, after the Olympics, like he's a guy you could put on the TV all year round. Yeah. Like that's how famous he was, but Again, he is a person that was only doing his thing once every four years,
2: like, right. but still very recognizable. Yeah, like when he sta- when he goes to Augusta and stands behind one of the T boxes, he's like, Hey, there's Michael Phelps, the Masters. Um, yeah. the uh, oh, do you- I- he'll be in the booth with uh, with Dan Hicks and Rowdy Gaines, right? I would, yeah, yeah. He kind of did. He kind of did at the last Olympics. That would just been yeah from a from a TV
0: uh, from a studio for that one.
2: Were they? I thought swimming was there. I thought they I were there. Oh, really. really? I didn't think they were. There weren't a lot of mm. there weren't a lot of teams broadcasters there, but I yeah. think I think swimming was there. I think swimming and gymnastics were there. I don't know though. Mm. Well, Andy, as you mentioned,
0: uh, as you, as you asked earlier, football season is, uh, is almost upon us and our football picks will be starting in a few weeks. Uh, today on the show, <clears throat> Andy, I have friend of the show, Fred Siegel on the, uh, on the program. You might know him as the guy behind the Twitter account old takes
2: exposed. Oh, wow. How about that guy? Yeah. Friend of the show.
0: Yeah. He, uh, and he has written a book. On all of uh, on just NFL cold takes, it is called oh. "Freezing Cold Takes." NFL football media's most inaccurate predictions and the fascinating stories behind them.
2: Huh. I guess he's going to probably talk about a few of them. Probably not going to give away the whole book, but he's going to probably talk about a few of them on the. Uh, so we dive in. The one that
0: we dove into the most was from 1996 when the baltimore ravens uh passed or i guess what they have been yeah, the baltimore ravens then they instead of drafting lawrence phillips in the first round yes they drafted um a guy named jonathan ogden and a guy named ray lewis ah yeah i i yeah. things things did not um uh, yeah things did not go uh, Lawrence Phillips way after he went to the Rams.
2: No, no, no. Lawrence had a tough time. Yeah. He had a he real did. tough time. Yeah. He, uh, he, he, he played, you know, he was, he was fast, boy, he was fast, but uh, it, it became quickly apparent that uh, that Lawrence and, uh, and Trump candidate weren't going to uh, cut it. And so they went and got Marshall Falk. Exactly. So, yeah. So we, uh, we taught, that was one we talk a
0: lot about. Uh, we talk a lot about that and it, it's a uh, it's a fun time a lot of a uh, lot of good stories of takes that went wrong in the nfl with uh, with him oh i so, can't even
2: imagine there's gonna yeah. be thousands of them
0: yeah so they uh so he has that book out right now it's available on amazon you can go to his uh, twitter account old takes exposed and you can uh you can see just exactly go. where to are buy you, the
2: book are you mentioned in the book do you have any bad takes <clears throat> No, I was
0: not mentioned in the book. Uh, the one, so uh, he said, and we even said, because I, I skimmed the book quickly when I got it and looked for our uh, good friend Howard Balzer's name. It was not in there. Balzer's name is not in the book. Well, that's because
2: Balzer only gives
0: good takes. Yeah, there there really are no, there, there are no St. Louis media members mentioned in it, um, in the book, so uh, you, you, But there is an index in the back. Like, if you want to see, like, hey, where's Skip Bayless mentioned, you can go back there and you can find where Skip Bayless is mentioned. Probably 500 times. He said that he could have done that, but he didn't want to give Skip that much attention. Good call. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, it's a fun conversation that we have with him. And we were talking, like, okay, you know what? You could probably do all of these other – like, you could do – college i mean he got the amount of college football ones he could do and he was like oh my god he goes i could do a book based on just people saying oh yeah give him the heisman after like the second week of a season right and he's like could you imagine like the amount of times i could do that and i was like yeah you're right like you you could and you know he was saying all the other topics like he could do an nba one he could do all all these ones and i was like yeah man that would be and so
2: It could be like, you know, the the the, the, the book that um, I want to say Derek Gould started it. And that was a 101 things to do. Cardinals fans must do before they die or something along those lines. And um, it's been copied all over the country. By every 100, by
0: every, 100 things Cardinal fans should know <clears throat> and do before they die.
2: Yes. I believe he started. I believe he originated that. Hmm. I think I'm not sure.
0: Derek gold wrote it. Adam Wainwright wrote a forward to that.
2: Hmm. I wonder if Derek ghost wrote Adams forward.
0: No, Adam would have sat down and written something for Adam would have taken his time and sat down and written something. By the way, speaking of the Heisman, I don't know if you've seen this uh, come out recently. But Netflix has a new uh, documentary out on Manti Teo.
2: I heard about this. About it was called the fake girlfriend or the girlfriend that didn't exist or something.
0: Yeah. The uh, so Netflix. It is. Uh, he uh, so but it's on. It's the ten year kind of anniversary of it. It is called Untold: The Girlfriend Who Didn't Exist.
2: So, Untold is like a series of documentaries on Netflix. There, mm-hmm. There's uh, Untold, I think, was like really picked up a lot of steam on the Britney, on the free Britney thing.
1: Mm
0: hmm. Oh, and Manti they, Teo got married in 2020. To, uh, yeah, 2020. To a real girl? It, they have a child together. To a real child? Yes. I'm looking at pictures of all of them. Poor Manti Teo. <clears throat> it's. Yeah. It is really, I mean, it really is a, you know, just looking back, like, cause again, he started in 2012 it, as a Heisman Trophy candidate. Yes. And, you know, he goes out there and plays this great game and all of this. Yeah, it, it is it, the, just the amount of layers to this. His grandmother and his girlfriend, remember that too. His grandmother and his girlfriend both died September 11, 2012. Apparently, his girlfriend, if you forgot, was injured in a car accident, and then they found while they were treating her for the car accident that she had leukemia. And the report was that she was at Stanford, so she was at Stanford. He was at Notre Dame. You right. know, they they would text, whatever, all that stuff, and. I mean, this is 2012. I mean, you got to think back to where technology was. There, still pretty far, pretty advanced. But then, in January, uh, Deadspin gets a a tip that she didn't exist, and it was a big hoax. So like it was it was catfishing. He like, yeah, it was catfishing. He mentioned her like during a bowl game. Yeah, mention that he was playing for. Yeah, cuz she had died. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it just It was I mean, I remember being on the air the night that all this broke. I wouldn't have been with you. That. In 2013? Uh no. Yeah, no. uh, so it just I mean, the way it ended, just trying to un uh, just peel back the onion of this. Yeah. I will never forget, though, if you remember this part of it. This is back again. This is January 17th, 2013. At Real Donald Trump tweets, congratulations to Tom Sokoa and Timothy Burke of Deadspin for exposing the man fiasco. So they wrote back, Deadspin... Tweets back at real Donald Trump: Go f yourself.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> to which Trump replied, "Deadspin will never make it. They don't understand graciousness or money. The best guy is leaving." <laughs> so he he, was he then apple. he then kept tweeting about it because he he couldn't let it go. He wrote, "Deadspin's disgusting response will teach me and others not to be knights anymore." It's sad lesson.
2: <laughs> so he was being an asshole even before, way before he started running for president. Yes, <laughs> which shocking.
0: I don't. I don't know if that was before or after. Because I mean, the you know, Obama roasting him was what kind of got the ball rolling on him running for president.
2: Yeah. So. <laughs> God. fun times what, what a bunch of crazy shit
0: right like and just the fact that that is included in the Manti Te'o story i love it that somehow right. that is also a footnote in the story is is quite uh, quite incredible he loves his twitter account <laughs> that's for sure um uh, so yeah, uh, Teo uh, then you know he explained he lied to his father and others about meeting her in person because he thought he would be seen as crazy for having a serious relationship with a woman he never met. Uh, he was uh, said, you know, that he was confused by a December 6 phone call and had continued to speak about her because the situation was not clear to him. So, like, a call even came through, you know, after she had apparently died. Like, there was just so much to it, and 10 years later. It's uh, yeah. Have you watched the documentary yet? I haven't yet. It's just it's crazy that it has come back, that this has come back to light, and you feel bad that Manti Tail has to live through all this again. Oh, yeah.
2: Play another popular uh documentary right now, Joe. Is that uh Woodstock '99 documentary?
0: (laughs) So I don't remember Woodstock '99. Oh, I do. I don't I mean, I would have been 14 years old.
2: I was was it all
0: like was it it was all on MTV, right? Mhm. I I just don't remember that. Like there was so much I feel like I kind of skipped out like stopped watching TV for like I I you know, my high school years, I didn't watch wrestling. Like um, those 4 years I did not watch any WWE.
2: It was all over television and radio. Really? It was huge. It was huge. Yeah.
0: The lineup for it included, um, who I, I'm looking up here, D, uh, DMX, Limp Biscuit, Corn, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Lance Morissette, Kid Rock, Metallica, Creed.
2: Jeez. Metallica, Metallica wasn't mentioned in the documentary. Why? I don't know but not mentioned there. And neither was, uh. Oh, there was another huge band that wasn't mentioned either. Green day. Maybe I do not see green day's name on this list here.
0: I don't. Yeah. I don't see them. Vendors only had to pay $500 to go uh be there for it. God.
2: And they paid security guys like $300 for the weekend. Jeez, did so it what did,
0: did the Kid Rock? So, like, the Kid Rock portion of it was what kind of set people off?
2: No, no, it was the corn. It was corn. It was corny limp biscuit. Mm. It was corn. It was corn on Friday night, limp biscuit on Saturday night. Gotcha. This was into a frenzy, and then they had um, oh, who uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers at the end, and they were doing Under the Bridge, and they gave everybody a candle to light. That's
0: a terrible idea. I don't even know what happened at this event, but I'm telling you that I know that's a terrible idea.
2: A terrible idea. Keep in mind, Joe, that you were not allowed to bring in like any of your own water or your own food. Mm -hmm. You had to buy everything there. Bottled. This is 1999. Bottled water was $4 a bottle Mm -hmm. at the end of day one. They had not cleaned the porta potties. The porta potties, the floors of them were literally covered in shit. <clears throat> so these kids were thirsty. It was hotter than hell. And they didn't have a place to go to the bathroom. They were pissed off. They were real yeah, pissed off. Two deaths reported during it. Yeah.
0: Joe One from were, heat stroke, and then a woman was hit by a car. Multiple
2: sexual assaults and rapes. Yes. 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 <clears throat> people were, were like diving through like wet mud right, yeah. by, right by the porta potties. Yeah. That's poop mud. Yeah. And they're like covered in it, like having a good time. The most disgusting part of it, Joe, oh, was look. this woman, and she goes, I had, I had drank water out of the, out of the, out of the public water fountains. And, uh, I had developed, uh, uh, my entire, all of my lips were covered in cold sores. My entire mouth was covered in, um, in canker sores. Oh, and Lord. my throat, my throat was covered in, in strap. Yeah. She had what's called trench mouth from drinking water, uh, with fecal matter in it. She wouldn't have been the only one. Nope, there would have been many, many more. It's unbelievable. Now, there's also another one on HBO Max that I want to watch as well.
0: What's that one? Uh, Same one. I mean, it's about the same topic. So why why suddenly is Woodstock 99
2: like this thing that needs to be talked about? Um, I don't know. Someone just Hmm. thought it needed to be done. Has there been a Woodstock event since then? No, they have not. Yeah, Have they discussed having one? No, never again. They said after this one, before the riots on Sunday night, they had a press conference talking about how successful the event was Mm. (laughs) and how happy they were with everything. And the, uh, the mayor of the, of the small town in New York where they had it. And Joe, it was also, it was held on a runway at a decommissioned Air Force base. So not only is it hot, but you're on top of like blacktop. Where it's 100 degrees. Yeah. Well, probably 140 degrees. Um, yeah, the one on HBO Max is called Woodstock 99, Peace, Love, and Rage.
0: I guess they had tried to uh, start an event for Woodstock, the 50th anniversary of Woodstock. That was supposed to be held in 2019, but it was canceled. Yeah,
2: it's almost as good as that. Uh, that uh, that one that was supposed to happen on that island that was kind of a hoax. Remember that Fry I mean, Fest? That was... Yeah, is that what it's called, Fry Fest? Something like that. I thought uh, the yeah, I
0: thought the Fire Festival. Yes, yeah, the Fire Festival. Fire, fire festival. is it? Fire? Okay, I thought it was fire. fry. Oh, fire! Yeah. Fire festival—that's what it was. Didn't people like people showed up for that, right? So that was yeah. run like, yeah,
2: like where he like it was
0: ja, ja Rule and a con artist ran it. Yes, poor Ja Rule. Poor Ja Rule. Doesn't Ja Rule get like trolled by Fitty all the time? I think so. Is it he and he and Fitty don't uh, don't get along, right?
2: I think that's right. Yeah, they. But, um, I mean, who's Fitty now? I mean, Fitty's nobody now. Fiddy just performed at halftime because of Dr. Dre. So, who's still somebody? Yeah, give me I... Mark Force and Return of the Mac. I like Fiddy though. It's my it's my contention, Joe, that in the club is the best beat between 2000 and 2010.
0: I'm gonna. I got. I dove into the. By the way, I dove into the Woodstock '50. Um, that was supposed to what it was supposed to be, the Killers, Miley Cyrus, Santana, uh, Jay Z, Imagine Dragons, Halsey, Cage the Elephant. Um.
2: On this list, Dead and Company, Chance much the Rapper, low, much more low key than the '99 lineup. I mean, they brought some pissed off people, some pissed off artists, to Woodstock '99 angry music angry 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 corn angry limp biscuit angry rage against the machine angry godsmack angry megadeth angry
0: so 2019 uh woodstock was canceled and i believe Lou fest also c- canceled
2: that same year i did poor Lou fest Poor luthest. Oh, We 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 have a list of the of the pores of this episode. Poor Manteo. Poor Ja Rule. Poor luthest Right. <laughs> oh Jesus. Um.
0: Yeah. So with yeah that that's um, uh, man. I did I did not have I did not have festival talk on our uh. Uh, On our list of topics for. uh, No, I know we did. Andy, I I did not have. uh, I did not have that on there. But I did have one of the things I did have on there. That uh, that might cause a quite a riot. I don't know if you've seen the uh, the Bronny James. Andy, Bronny Bronny James, Bronny James. So LeBron James just signed a two year deal with the Lakers. Bronny James. Is 17 years old and is about to be entering his senior year of high school. Oh. After that, he is going to be uh because soon he is going to be announcing where he's going to go to college. He will play one college. year of college, and then the idea is that he will enter the draft. I think go to Europe. Andy, Bronny James is maybe going to be good enough to like play. If he played two, three years of college ball, maybe he'd be a second round draft pick. Okay. But LeBron James has made it clear that he is going to play with his son for one season before retiring. Oh, therefore, whatever team drafts, Bronny James gets LeBron. Oh, now you will be getting a 40-year-old LeBron James, right? But in his 20th year in the NBA? Oh, god, no, 22nd. He he his first year was when he was 18. Remember, he went right out of high school. Oh, that's right. But Andy, here is what here here is the dilemma with this. Do you? And this is something, I mean, this is a conversation that will happen over the next 2 years. Do you take a 40-year-old, sign a 40-year-old, and draft his 19-year-old son who probably should not get as much playing time as he will, knowing you will sell out every home game and make
2: a ton of money on merchandise? I see someone like Mark Cuban doing this. Right. I mean, although I know I know that the NBA draft is a lottery, and that you can't really, I mean, but yeah, that's like drafting LeBron, yes, and like having instant money. Not that NBA owners are poor, but yeah, who else could you see doing it, Joe?
0: I, I mean, I don't think. I mean, what do you, are you are you saying? Are you saying a team trades away like future years just to get that number one pick? Maybe, maybe that could happen. And like, what I mean, that's the thing. Like how
2: much money do you expect to make? Well, I mean, don't they all make their money off their television contract anyway, right? They do. But I mean, imagine, you know, merchandise, all that stuff.
0: Like you're going to make millions in that.
2: I don't know. I don't know if you would. I I can't imagine that you would jeopardize the future of your franchise for for a a, a gimmick more or less for a year. Money. I oh. mean, think of think of the money. But it'd be huge, huge money.
0: Right. You'd be in primetime games all season long. Yes.
2: i don't, I was just saying, who are some of the other owners that you think would do something like that?
0: I. I that's. That's hard to. I, I guess that's probably hard to figure out. That's hard to. Because I I, I. I could see anybody. Like I mean, imagine, imagine the Sacramento Kings. <clears throat> imagine the. Uh, imagine the Sacramento Kings get the first overall pick. Right. Do they trade it away, or do they say, "Yeah, you know what? We can make a bunch of money for a year."
2: I don't know. I like money. Mm. Fun I'll to think it. about. Fun I'll to think about two years from now. You want to buy a team and do it? We, we probably could pull our money together. Yeah. I think we can make that work. Might I, I have to get Claves involved. Claves would know people. Claves would know people. Claves could definitely get us the funding to do this.
0: Well, uh, I, I think we're going to have a Claves Online announcement next week. Um, so stay tuned for that. Oh wow! You just yep. deep teased something. I did. I I did. Uh, I haven't even told wow. you about it. You have you have zero inkling what I'm talking about. That's that's what's really fun about it. You you couldn't even fathom, I guess. Is is it a new host? A new show. Oh, with you on it. <laughs> I, I I do not uh, believe I will be on air for this. Oh wow! Okay. mm Hmm. Are you the
2: executive producer of Claves Online now? I'm, I think I'm the only producer, so yeah. Oh, okay. So then by default, you're like the program director as well? Yes. I'm the program director of ClavesOnline.com. Chief
0: financial officer? Yeah, was that... Head of <laughs> finance. No, head of finance. I'm head of finance for... Yeah, um, the head of finance. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yes, there are sure. listeners who will understand what, where that comes from.
0: Yeah, there are. <laughs> <laughs> I bet if you Googled St. Louis and head of finance, I, do you think that pops up?
2: I, I'm going to do it right now, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Louis, head of if finance. you type
0: in St. Louis and head of finance. Right, type in St. Louis radio or just St. Louis head of uh, finance.
2: Saint, maybe St. Louis radio, yeah. I, well, I want to see how specific it is. St. Louis radio, head of finance. Uh, it does not show up on the first page. Yeah,
0: not on there. That's a, that's not a shame. On the first page. That is a, uh, that's a shame. I, I thought, I thought that was going to be the case. I thought so
2: too. <laughs> oh, well, it's just an inside, he, uh, it's, it's was just, he a head of, was, he, was he the head of finance or the assistant head of finance? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Misty Blops would sign his emails.
0: Head of finance wasn't he also assistant program director?
2: He was also assistant program director. Nice. (laughs) I guess that makes me the assistant program director. Of this, yes. Yeah. Of this, of of Claves Online. Yes, it is. Yes. (laughs) God, that shit's
0: funny. It is. And uh, Andy, and on a more serious note here, um, as we were. You know joking about st louis radio uh this this past week we um we, the st louis radio family had a, a a passing of jeff burton 1057 the points and uh, the uh, the tributes have been flowing uh for him all week long and i i did not know jeff i think i only met him one time but andy i know you God worked so many events with the uh, with the point with the ridge show over the years, and I know that you uh, you knew Jeff well, and I-, I wanted to give you a minute just to, just to speak of 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 the man that Jeff Burton was.
2: Yeah, you know uh, when when Jay Boyd left uh, inside STL and started working for Hot Shots, he he brought me on to help out with the with the guys night out and the girls night out events that uh, that the ridge show would have at all the different Hot Shots locations for a while. There we were doing uh four different uh four different events uh, a month pretty much two guys night out two girls night out pretty much one a week and so i was seeing those guys an and awful awful lot Some, sometimes it was patrico and moon that would come along with riz or burton but it was almost always uh scott and scott rizzuto and uh and, and jeff and jeff God, he was just such a great guy he would every he was he, he didn't he Everybody knew him. He he didn't he didn't know a stranger. He everybody was his friend, and everybody loved it. And every night, I would watch folks watch watch up walk up to these guys and say, "God, I listen to, to you guys every morning. It's such an honor to meet you." Blah 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 and they hear it night after night after night from dozens and dozens of people and Jeff was just always so so gracious and was always usually the first one to offer to take a picture and usually I was the photographer uh, on the other side <laughs> of the camera taking those pictures for everybody he would be like hey Andy here take this picture cuz we'd all hang out right by my little area there was always like a little VIP area where where the uh where the host would hang out and people would come up there and <clears throat> Sometimes they even let me get the picture. I'm like, you guys, I'm nobody special. (laughs) Most common question was, "Are you Patrico?" I'm like, no. So, just and one of just to show the kind of guy that Jeff was too. Like he would, even though we weren't super close friends, we had little inside jokes. Whenever he would come up, and whenever he first arrived at the uh, at the remote. Of course I was already all set up, ready to go. And he'd come up and he'd shake, shake my hand. And be like, hi, I'm Jeff Burton. I said, hi, Andy Hanselman. <laughs> nice to meet you. And we would laugh about it. Like it was the first time we'd ever done it. Maybe he really didn't remember me. I don't know. I don't think, I don't think that was the case, but, um, yeah, we started doing events back together in 2013, and just to think of a world with without Jeff Burton, Joe, is a uh, really, really sad, sad thing to think about. Um, you know, I, like I said, I don't want to give the impression that Jeff and I were super close. We would text occasionally while he was on the air or if I uh, saw something funny out and about. And, uh, <clears throat> we, you know, we'd, we'd shoot the show a little bit via text. But my heart really goes out to the guys from the Riz show, to to Orzuto and, and Tony Patrico and Moon. Um you know that tony and and uh and jeff were actually very very close friends off the air too and uh just my my heart just goes out to those guys and also to jeff's wife and uh his two girls he was i'm sure that he was an, an amazing father and an amazing husband to uh to his family and so it just the world is just a, it's a it's a sadder place without jeff burton in it
0: yeah i've i've seen you know i've seen the 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 posts the tributes to him all week long and and just the amount of of people just every radio station i mean every state i mean danny Mack mentioned him during the cardinal game um yeah. uh, on tuesday night just over and over again uh, the 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 recurring theme of this has been just how amazing of a person he is how funny of a person he is how kind and generous of a person he is and it makes you want to be a better person when you read that and you see that because you know you, you see it and you go wow like if you know I, I hope over the last uh, few months of his uh, of his illness I hope people were able to reach out and I hope he knew how much he was he was loved and loved and respected and thought of by by so many people because you see these tributes for him now and you you know it makes you want to have yeah. that for yourself one of these days. That you see that and you think I need to be that kind of person in my my daily life. So Riz mentioned
2: on the air uh, around the around the uh, the middle of July, like July, July 10th, July 11th, that Jeff had left the hospital and was going home on a hospice, mm-hmm. um, which gave a month. And they talked about delivering thousands and thousands and thousands of letters. his house and he said he opened up every single one of them and read every single one of them and so he knew he absolutely knew that he was uh he was a special special man that's uh yeah i you know prayers go out to uh to
0: his family i know he had a wife and and two uh two daughters and everybody at the uh at the points as well who um who he was also family to there um we will. Uh, yeah, I, I just I wanted to make sure you you had a chance to say something uh, about well, I too, Andy, knowing how, um, how how close you guys were over the years of working together. We will uh, we will take a break here. And when we come back, Fred Siegel, Old Takes Exposed. And I uh, got a crack slipper for you, Andy, that I, I really it's more of a uh, more of a story I want to dive into and, and talk about. Um Pun intended um, with that. Uh, We will talk about that after Fred Siegel of Old Takes Exposed, right here on Weekend Joe Driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, Munganass Alton Toyota here on ClavesOnline.com. are listening to Weekend Joe here on claimsonline.com, sponsored by Collinsville Auto Body. Collinsville Auto Body is at 911 North Bluff Road in Collinsville, and hey, they will work with most insurance providers to get you back on the road fast. If you're in a collision with a deer or anything else, uh, Collinsville Auto Body will help you out, as I can speak to from past experience. Plus, I've known the family that's owned Collinsville Auto Body for at least the past 20 years now, maybe even Even longer. And I can tell you that it's good people doing great work at Collinsville Auto Body, 911 North Bluff Road in Collinsville. Another fine sponsor here of Weekend Joe. Hey, welcome back into Weekend Joe, driven by Munganas St. Louis Acura and and Munganas Alton Toyota here on KlabesOnline.com. We told you that we were going to have him on, and if you are watching this and you see the name Fred Siegel, you might be thinking, who the hell is that? But you will know by his uh, Twitter account, Freezing Cold Takes or Old Takes Exposed on Twitter. He is the man behind that. Fred, how are you? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Thank you. I, I looked back. You and I have the I think first time in contact was 2015. I want to say uh, all the way back when then.
3: 2015. It must have been because yeah, that's when I started the feed in November of 2015. So it was either probably then or the beginning of 2016
0: and it now yeah it, it has blown up into now a uh, you you have turned a twitter account into a book the uh, the freezing cold takes nfl football media's most inaccurate predictions this is i mean look how thick this uh this this book is that is how much you have to work for work with and i'm sure you could probably print about 10 more of these books with <laughs> the history of uh of
3: bad takes uh from us in the uh, in the media yeah, I mean, I definitely could do another NFL book, volume two, if I wanted to, because I had a lot of stuff that I couldn't put in that book because uh, the publishers would only let me do a certain amount of words um, for the book. So uh, I had to take a lot of stuff out that I could put into another book if I wanted to. I could do one for like at least do like three or four for college football. I mean, when you got that many teams, it's going to be a lot of stuff. And then um, with uh, with it, there's, there could be one on NBA. There could be one on Major League Baseball, of course. Uh, probably in hockey. I couldn't write that because I don't know anything about hockey.
1: But, <laughs> <laughs> but Pete, you know
3: the the what great
0: what thing is. the great thing about the popularity of the Old Takes Exposed Twitter account is that I mean you have almost six hundred thousand followers uh, on that account now. That people just they 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 you know point they point you in the right direction. Yes.
3: Yeah, somebody, was... <laughs> somebody didn't. Uh, you probably have heard the news. I, if you know anything about hockey, I don't. Someone signed with the Island. Someone didn't sign with the Islanders and signed with Calgary like 30 minutes ago. And um, apparently Islanders really wanted him to sign or thought that he would sign with them. And uh, it was a big deal. So I got all these people sending it to me. So I retweeted one. <laughs> I, I have no clue about any of these guys. Uh, uh, you yeah. know. I'll tell you right now who it was. It was in uh it was Nazim Calgary. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I saw a tweet about him earlier in Calgary, so I, I figured that yeah, I figured yeah, that's where yeah. it was. I wasn't following any of that either, unless it has something to do with the blues. That's
3: uh, that, that's I about my extent. I have two yeah. hockey guys who I just became friends with based on like talking to them and I and sometimes when I get a hockey one I'll send it to him, I go, Is this legit? <laughs> 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 so uh
0: okay so I mean, the first book—it's—it's it's all NFL. It's only NFL takes. Was that because you knew you were going to release it right before the season, or do the most bad takes come from the sport uh, from the NFL?
3: Well, I—I I, at first was going to do all sports, but then I decided. Well, um, first of all, I had a hard time picking. I felt like I would be leaving so many out from so many sports. So I decided let's just focus on one sport. And the NFL is the most popular sport right now. And I'm going to do my first book and it's got really good, really i already had really good content to, to like at least start the foundation. And um, so I figured, you know, if I'm going to do a book and I'm going to try to get myself uh, published and, and maybe be able to do another one. Well, why not go with the most popular sport? Uh, you know, we did it during NFL season, but I was done with this draft uh, wh- before that. And it could have been probably, it could have been released this summer, but they wanted to do it right before the season started.
0: As you, uh, what what I like to, you can go in here and you can look. And uh, the, the only name I went and looked for, because you could see like who who's kind of exposed the most. I looked for our buddy Howard Balzer's name in the index. I didn't find it. I have not, <laughs> I, I have not gone through and looked at and read every single page of the book yet. So I don't know if he's mentioned it here at all. I'm gonna guess that if you wanted to, you could probably write an entire book just off of Skip Bayless and Colin Cowherd and, and stuff that they do, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, I probably could, uh, but you know, it's just that—that's not a fun book. Um, <laughs> people would think that it would sell because people hate. It. I don't think it would. I think people would, uh, and and they they wouldn't like like. At least, like guys like Skip getting attention, more attention to him. So uh, yeah, I didn't want to do that. I mean, I definitely used some of their quotes, but not that many. Like for the book, like I, I definitely did not want to make it where I was focusing on one person too much in the, in the media.
0: So as you go through and you you start to put this together, uh, and people will will go and they can they can pick it up now. It just actually went on sale uh, August ninth, I believe, is when the, uh, the last book. We'll- Yeah. So uh, people can now go uh, wherever you find your books and wherever you buy your books and and get it now. How do you go about building a a book? I mean, this isn't you know, this isn't you sitting down and writing out a story. I mean, this is you finding, you know, finding bad and a lot of them and grouping them together. So how do you go about building a, a book like this?
3: Well, the finding was my favorite part. That's what I love to do. I love researching. I love finding stuff. That's why I, this feed, um, I, I don't have a passion for cold takes per se. I, have, I just love finding stuff. And the feed became big and I just decided, hey, I'm going to continue finding stuff. So I, I found uh, the research was fun. It was the sitting and writing part that was how much harder. Um, but because I wrote stories, I, it, it's not an extension of my feed. I think a lot of people, when they first see or hear that I did a book or was writing a book, they believe, um, not, uh, you know, not unintelligently believed it, it, it could have been a, a nice assumption, but like that I would have done a book where I just listed takes. Um, yeah. but that's not what I did. I took stories I took specific time periods of a team or a player, and I made the chapter about the that specific time period and the sentiments, the 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 underlying sentiments. Uh, a lot of them specific that was popular among the media about those teams or players. And then I like wrote a story about the context and all the things that went, how it led up to that point. And um, like for for instance, I have a a chapter on the Cowboys from eighty nine to ninety uh five like the, the, the when Jimmy Jones and Jerry Johnson was hired uh hired or Jimmy Jones Jerry Jones took over the team and hired Jimmy Johnson and they traded for they traded Herschel Walker and they got Troy Hickman and all that. And there was a lot of criticism levied towards them. Um I have a chapter on the, the I have a chapter just on the draft where I just that's really the only chapter that's an extension of my feet where I just list old draft quotes um, some from like Walter Payton, like uh, dating back to 1970 from like right before the draft or <laughs> during the draft, like Emmitt Smith, uh, Bruce Smith, uh, Dan Marino, even guys now to guys like now Mahomes, Allen, Lamar Jackson, like just that far off that far of a time period. And then there's another one where I talk about, uh, I mean, the St. Louis Rams are featured in one of the chapters about like They're right draft, now, yeah. grades, draft grade. <laughs> Um, and just like one example of the ludicrousy of them, because uh, in 1996, the draft grades like the Rams were were evaluated to have done a great job drafting it. They got an A like almost across the board and and the Ravens got a C's almost across the board. And that was the year the Ravens picked um, in the first round, picked John Ogden and Ray Lewis and um, and the Rams picked Lawrence Phillips the Ravens passed on, passed on, because there was a lot of character issues with Phillips. But the but the, Just Rams a few, yeah. him, the, the Rams picked him, and that was one of the reasons why the Ravens were graded poorly and the Rams were graded high. They also picked Tony Banks, who was a physical Marvel, but he turned the ball over way too much. And he turned the ball over way too much in college. And he still got picked in the second round and they loved him and they picked eddie kinnison who was pretty good for maybe a year or two on the rams had a solid career for the chiefs after they traded him but he uh but like marvin harrison was picked right after him you know so it was like uh uh that was that was like a whole chapter on that um issue or stuff and then there's like chapter on the steelers with they wanted to get rid of bill cower and when belichick was hired by the patriots he, he was it was open season on him Everyone thought that was a terrible hire. So, uh, it's, 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 that's like really like the spirit of the book. And not only,
0: yeah, not only did they trade Lawrence Phillips, they, or did they draft Lawrence Phillips, they traded Jerome Betts away because of like,
3: so, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Betts didn't get along with Rich Brooks. They traded him to the Steelers. And that was also one of the things that was praised. And yep. see a couple of quotes about that in the in that chapter. But looking up each specific chapter was fun. I mean, I, I would go through. I had a lot of these chapters. You I mean, talk about the chapter about the when I talk about the uh, Cowboys chapter from '89, like '92, and uh, or the 49ers. I have a chapter from Steve Young and and uh, and Joe Montana era. That predates the internet. So you go to like newspaper archives and watch clips on TV. Um, or watch old games where they talk about it. Uh, you got to, but you got to watch the whole game and listen to the whole time. And then, um, and there's some that predate that that were the internet was around, but it predated social media. Mm. So you go, you go look up the in, stuff on the internet, and you can look up uh, the newspapers too, because that's where you get a lot of the stuff. But you you got to do all that. But there's a lot of just watching stuff for no reason that you won't get anything. So I can watch like six games and get like two quotes. And that's I think a big thing too that I think people
0: will look at this, they'll they'll see the freezing cold takes attached to it and just say, Okay, I could just go on Twitter and read all of this. No, you actually go and do your research and you are pulling art- articles out from the pre-internet days and writing about those uh, you know things that were written in newspapers when that was all that we had to read was stuff out of the newspapers. And so you are you are digging deep and finding stuff before people, you know, cause Twitter makes it too easy. Twitter makes it too easy to just throw out any kind of hot take ad and see what sticks uh, until they started being held accountable. But back in the day, you know, newspapers, the columnists and, and reporters would throw out their opinions and ideas and, you know, people would forget about it maybe a week or two later.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It, a perfect example of that is, is um, even in that chapter uh, when you know, Art Modell for the Ravens loved Lawrence Phillips, he wanted to draft Lawrence Phillips. He uh, went out to dinner with him and like really got a huge had a huge rapport with him. And, but fortunately for the Ravens, um, they they might have picked him, and I think that they were on that kind of that path until uh, they had the fourth pick. Until the um, Cardinals, who were expected to pick. John Ogden picked Simeon Rice with the third pick, so the Ravens just changed and said, "Well, now we got to pick Ogden because he's a guarantee." So they picked him. But afterwards, Modell, you know, Lawrence Phillips had already missed half the season via suspension, the, the college season before before the draft, um, because he, uh, you know, took his ex girlfriend out of an apartment um ironically was the head coach now of nebraska scott scott his ex-girlfriend was at scott frost's apartment he dragged her out by the hair and dragged her down the stairs and he was arrested for it and and he got suspended but um modell said afterwards you know he's a great citizen he would be a great citizen for the city of baltimore if we would have picked him but we we didn't pick him but uh, you know and, and a lot of things about him, he was talking about how the girlfriend was you know, betrayed him in some way. And, uh, you know, it wasn't, she has a lot to blame too, you know, yeah. for, for, for getting dragged on the stairs. And, and, um, like, and, and that kind of comment would have been just now would have been just The 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 pushback and the heat an owner would have gotten for that now. I mean, we could.
0: I mean, you see what Deshaun Watson. Watson, I mean, the the yeah
3: yeah, Deshaun (laughs) Watson. Right, right. But back then, yes, there were people who wrote columns on it the next day, and thought that it was it wasn't a great thing to say, or just thought that Modell was not uh, that wasn't a good look at all. But they didn't. It it ended pretty quickly. And uh, you know uh, uh, you don't get that. You didn't get like I have a I have a chapter in chapter two of this book from you know it's from when I was in Miami growing up when uh, Dan Marino got hurt after playing ten straight seasons of never getting hurt. He got he tore his Achilles in the third game of the season in 1993 um, against the Browns, and Scott Mitchell came in to be and they were he was the Dolphins' backup. He had he had three great games and then. You know, right after the third great game on the Monday, Greg Cody and Miami Herald wrote, trade Dan Marino, keep Scott Mitchell. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a huge deal in Miami. Just huge. Everyone was going nuts. How can you write that? Whatever. That type of thing would have been said during Scott Mitchell's third game with the Dolphins on like Twitter and then five times and the Monday shows on ESPN would have been discussed um, if it was now. Uh, and it wouldn't be, we wouldn't bat, bat it an eye. Yeah. the uh the book again freezing
0: cold takes nfl uh you can go and uh if you go to your twitter account old takes exposed you have the link right there pinned at the top on how to buy it um it's uh it's available via runningpress.com also available again um, kindle amazon, paperback amazon yeah. yeah wherever you get your books it is right there for you uh it will be fun reading uh, um before the football season starts in just a few weeks, uh, get your football fix before the season starts. There it is right there. You can, uh, you can go and you can get it now, Fred. I look forward to volumes after volumes of books coming out now, now that you're in the book game with this uh, college football, NBA, all of that. It's uh, you, you've done one now. I, I think you're, you're going to find yourself. Uh, people are going
3: to be wanting more of it. I'd love to do another one. I, I would love college football would be just like, I would be a, i would love that one you could do a you could do a just give him the i could do a chapter on just give him the heisman
0: that and yeah coaching hires that
3: uh that were absolute disasters oh uh, yeah I, well another great thing for college football would be um like reactions after the first two games um i have a chapter in here about Reactions to player performances in preseason in this new NFL book that I just wrote.
1: Yeah, but in
3: college football, it's reaction to teams in like the first two games or three games. They win a game big, and um, they're they're almost a lot of them are just rendered unbeatable. I uh, I've
0: told this story um, a, a few times, and I actually had a redemption story of it uh, here recently. Back in college, playing fantasy football for one of the first times. I traded Amon Green for Amos Zuri because Amos Zuraway was really good in Madden. And I thought, surely he's <laughs> gonna have a good year for the Steelers. <clears throat> he was terrible. Amon Green went on to like a near MVP season. And at the Super Bowl this year, I had a chance to interview Amon Green and I apologized to
3: him for trading <laughs> him. <laughs> Like, like yeah. Right, 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 I remember him as he's a local kid. A kid. A
0: kid. A kid. Yeah. I I have never won a fantasy league since I made that trade and I asked for uh Amon Green to uh, to forgive me for trading him away and he uh yeah, so we'll we'll yeah. see if uh, the curse of Amon Green has been lifted on me uh, this year for Amon Green
3: <laughs> was the other the other running back on that Nebraska team with uh, with Phillips,
0: yeah, he was. They
3: brought Phillips back. I'm not to against like my Gators team. I went to University of Florida Gator and they destroyed UF in the championship. Phillips had like three touchdowns total, ran all over us, um, and you know the, he did the job for Osborne. Yeah. Tom Osborne. <laughs> think of the book you. I mean, think of the college
0: book you could write just off of coaches saying, "I'm not going anywhere." And then oh, yeah,
3: yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. games. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if I could still do games. I don't know if I could do gamesmanship as takes or <laughs> yeah. 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 Or do well, they well, say like, "I'm happy where I am." Uh, I'm happy where I am right now. I'm happy where yeah. I am. But, right. Uh, they must <laughs> say specifically, "I'm not going." Well, Fred,
0: uh, best of luck with the uh, with the book as the NFL season is upon us, and I look forward to catching up with you down the road. Thanks so much.
2: Hall of Fame weekend presented by Edward Jones is August 26th through the 28th when the Cardinals host the Braves. On Friday night, 25,000 fans ages 16 and older will take home an exclusive STL hat that features the silhouettes of Yadier Molina and Adam Wainwright. Courtesy of Busey Bank, that's Friday, August 26th. The Cardinals,
1: the Braves, and the Yadi Waino STL hat. Get your tickets at cardinals.com slash promotions.
3: Hall of Fame weekend presented by Edward Jones is August 26th through the 28th when the Cardinals host the Braves. Celebrate the newest inductees into the Cardinals Hall of Fame on Saturday when 25,000 fans,
1: ages 16 and older, take home a t-shirt highlighting former Cardinals outfielder and now Hall of Famer Matt Holliday. Fans using the ballpark app will also receive an exclusive collectible NFT. That's Saturday, August 27th. For tickets or more information, visit cardinals.com promotions.
0: Final segment here, Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura and and Munganass Alton Toyota here on Yeah, I, I mentioned earlier that I'm planning a few different trips here and there. And I, I could tell you already looking at renting a car from Munganass Alton Toyota when I do that, uh, because you know what? It's going to be uh, much more convenient than putting miles on my car. I will get a nice new car uh, for a fraction of the cost of what you would be spending at one of the big businesses, the big rental car businesses. And you know what? Uh, they have, like I said, the nice newer cars. They also have those hybrid cars, too. So it is, uh, you yeah, know, the, the, you save on that gas mileage. For uh, for those, Andy, I will tell you one of my road trips uh, includes many stops at local buckies um, across the uh, the U.S.
2: Coming to uh, Springfield, Missouri, it's about damn
0: time they broke ground on that because they've been teasing us with it for a long uh, for a while. Okay,
2: I it's about without... time. We didn't talk about it last week, but I stopped uh, on my way home. I did not yeah. stop on my way down. I stopped on the way home, though. Bucky's and thirteen eighty, the woman. It's about time. Right. It's about time.
0: God. Um, anyway, yeah. Uh, Altontoyota.com. Altontoyota. Uh, com,
2: Bunchies and AltonToyota.com. It's yeah. about time.
0: Right. Andy, I got a uh, got a nice little crack slipper for us if uh, if you would do the
2: honors. Let me clear my throat here, Joe. <clears> throat> some stories just aren't meant to hit the mainstream news. We picked those stories up here on weekend joe. These are the crack slippers with Joe Roderick on clavesonline.com. Andy, I, I just, you know what? Like,
0: I, I guess this happened back in 2016, I, I think is when this is, but it has resurfaced on Twitter this uh, this past week. Um, it was a jump made by a guy named Luke Akins. And, again, I mean, it's kind of a crack slipper because it did just, uh, this happened, like I said, in 2016. The guy jumped out of a plane at 25,000 feet without a parachute, without a wingsuit. To land in a net. Now, Andy, I mean, again, I know it's an old story. I know it's not anything recent, anything that has happened this week. But my question to you, they had an audience there. Andy, if the audience there, this stunt doesn't go according to plan, how do you react if you are sitting there in the audience and you just watch a man fall from 25,000 feet to his death? I would imagine sheer horror. Like, do you leave immediately?
2: Yes. I'm like, do you, okay. do you sit there and grieve? I, I maybe for a minute, like, oh my god, that just happened, I mean, right? I, I don't know how you. I, I, maybe you don't leave immediately. But like as soon as you come to, and come out of your shock, you're out of there. Do you ask for your money back if you paid an admission? Uh, I, I I think I just let it go at that point. Sorry about your loss. Gotta go now. <laughs> It is I, I just I saw that and I
0: had so many questions that came about. What would you do? I don't know. I don't think that's something that you can sit there and like plan out in your mind and be like, Oh yeah, I know exactly how I'd
2: react to this. No, I mean but like I've come up on like fatal car accidents before. Really? Yeah, twice. Oh god. Yeah. Ew, yeah, no fun I, I I wouldn't think it was,
3: yeah,
0: Man. so yeah that is uh that that's all I have really for crack slippers I mean that's that's I, I saw that and I was like, oh, what do I have here and i I had that one, and then the only other thing I had uh crack slipper related in in all of this um yeah I, I didn't really have anything it was a slow week for crack slippers.
2: it happens sometimes Joe. It really I does. Of, I have one more thing for you. What do you have? Uh lots of good concerts coming to St. Louis in the fall. When? What? What? Like who? I haven't seen any list. Oh, I bought tickets to two of them already. Who? Uh, I'm going to see Christopher Cross at the factory in Chris September. Cross,
0: nice. Uh the do uh two no, no, young no, no, rappers. No no. no, no, no. Sailing. Let me
2: see. Uh jump, right? No, no, no. Christopher Cross. Sailing. Where I like the wind, Yacht ah, Rock. Ah, okay. Gotcha. And Joe, today, I bought tickets for the Eagles. Mm, where are they playing? Enterprise in November. Ooh. Yeah. I got them actually from Ticketmaster, so I didn't have to pay the crazy... Uh, Markup these. I saw there was an issue with Ticketmaster UK um,
0: in regard Foo Fighters is are, are planning to put on two um, two concerts uh, as tribute to Taylor Hawkins. One at Wembley Stadium in the UK, and the other one in uh, in Los Angeles.
2: That'd be pretty cool to see.
0: And they have a bunch of guests coming. They have a bunch of special uh, special appearances, and I guess people were buying tickets to the UK show. And Ticketmaster was just up and canceling their tickets and saying, "Nope, sorry, we these these aren't the tickets. Uh, these aren't real tickets. You don't get them anymore." And people were, you know, booking flights and hotels after they had bought the tickets, oh, wow. and then yeah, and then Ticketmaster
2: is like, "Sorry, you actually don't have tickets to this
0: sold-out show."
2: Yeah, I'm uh, section one hundred one mm. for the uh, for the Eagles row P. So we're gonna be and they weren't they weren't too bad. They were I think there were a hundred and oh wait, maybe they were two sixty a ticket. They were two sixty nice. ticket. Oh that's yeah. Uh, however, however, I've I've never seen them. Um I wanted to many, many times. Uh I'm I'm sad that I'm that I don't get to see Glenn Fry with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um but am looking pretty forward to that. No, I know Vince Gill does a uh, does a, hell of a job with them, So
0: Andy, before we leave uh, here, the Cardinals had, I guess, cowboy day um, as they as they went to the plane uh, to head down to Arizona. Yeah, all dressed as cowboys. That is a uh, it's a lot easier to do that when you sweep a series than getting swept and then dressing up like a cowboy. So, did any of them is, dress um, as the Cardinal cowboy? I do not see anybody dressed as the Cardinal Cowboy, no. That would be hilarious. Just a lot of jeans, boots, tucked in shirts, and cowboy hats. That's uh, that's what I see all throughout. And uh, you know who uh, who probably pulls it off the best is Miles Michaelis. Oh, I would imagine so. Yeah, he, he looks like a man that was made to be a cowboy.
2: Yep, pretty much. I'd agree. Mm, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Andy, that'll do it for our, uh, for our show today. Um, appreciate everybody for tuning in yet again here on the, uh, on the program. Andy, we're going to have to do it, uh, early or something next week because, uh, Friday morning at 6 a.m. I'm leaving for the, um, I'm leaving for, um, Utah, so. We will, uh, yeah, we will make plans accordingly, and maybe put out yep. an early episode next week for Ooh. that. Until then, Ooh. he is Andy Hanselman. I'm Joe Roderick. This has been Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura and Munganass Alton Toyota, right here on ClavesOnline.com.
1: St. Louis Acura has an unbeatable selection of new cars arriving daily, like the all-new 2023 Acura Integra. We also have a great selection of over 200 pre-owned and factory precision courtesy vehicles with finance rates as low as 1.9% for 36 months with approved credit. And we've added Saturday service hours to our newly renovated service facility. Don't forget, we'll buy your vehicle here at our dealership or from the convenience of your home. St. Louis Acura, better than ever for
3: you.